Good evening, everyone. Any questions tonight? So, why not the woman's form would be more suitable? <laughs> yeah, it's an, it's an interesting question. And um, there's a couple of ways to, it may be helpful to think about it. One is that um, the uh, both the man and the woman in this world really their orientation is the same in and in in brief we refer to it as purusha bhav so purusha means the sustainer the maintainer the controller the center um, and uh, and by contrast prakriti is uh, that which is sustained maintained um, and in the context of being sustained, also uh, ornaments and uh, 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 beautifies and is the agency through which um, the Purusha accomplishes so many things. So, and it's important to make that... Um, that uh, added point that the Prakriti is not just sustained but has something very positive to offer. And these are the two terms that we find in the sacred texts, Purusha and Prakriti, that very loosely are uh, translated as male and female. And, um, you know, until ideas, well, you know, you have the idea that Books like Men Are From Women, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, or something like that. You know, so different perspectives, right? Um, doesn't make one better or worse. Uh, and, and certainly Radha is, if anything, better than Krishna <laughs> in his own eyes, um, and thus worshipable by him. Um, but then again, in saying that, we are very loosely taking the term Prakriti, referring to Radha in this case, and Purusha referring to Krishna, and uh, comparing it to men and women of this world who both have the um, false kind of perspective, the, the incorrect perspective, the off-center perspective, in which they conduct themselves as if they are the Purusha. And this is just basically... The, the problem of material life, and we want to control things and have things under control, and, and um, in order to feel comfortable, and so on and so forth. Uh, we see the world with eyes of how it may be used for our um, purposes, and, and, and I'm just obviously giving a broad o- overview of the idea. Um, and so, we cannot really fully. Um, uh, th- these two terms, men and women of this world, are not really fully um, translatable or synonymous with Purusha and, and Prakriti. And so men and women all have the Purusha bhav, but we're all Prakriti. We're all maintained, sustained. Now, amongst the Prakriti, there are different manifestations of it. So in the basic sense, there's the Prakriti of the Swarup, Shakti of Krishna's with Radha, um, is the fullest expression of. There is the prakriti that is matter, uh, gunamaya, jivamaya, 
And then there's the priti, that's us, the tatasta shakti, of maya shakti, tatasta or jiva shakti, and the swarup shakti, also sometimes called the, the bahiranga or external shakti, the tatasta or intermediate marginal shakti, and the antaranga or internal shakti, so maya, the jivas, and um, and the srup shakti that bhakti is constituted of. So different types of prakriti, but um, they all play the same uh, basic role, even though it plays out differently. Um, the maya shakti plays out a certain same role. She is sustained and creates the varieties here of appearance and so on and so forth. But srup shakti does it on the other side, but there are significant differences one of which, of course, is that she obscures our vision and the Sarup Shakti. She, um, uh, what's the opposite of obscures? Uh, it, uh, in, hmm? Illumines, yeah. Enlightens, illumines. So, um, so, in one sense, to say why Krishna, who's a male, and wanted to experience um, himself from Radha's perspective, um, who's a female, why didn't he come in a female form? So it's kind of answered in one sense, just by explaining the two. Um, Now, um, that said, um, the form that he appeared in is in one sense, not the form of a man or a woman, because he appeared as a sadhu. Hmm? So, um, man and woman, as we're talking about it, has purushabhav. But a sadhu doesn't have purushabhav, or is moving consciously away from purushabhav and cultivating um, a, you know, a, a spiritual orientation to life rather than an enjoying um, ego. So we find at the genesis of Gaur Leela in Srimad Bhagavatam a very nice uh, verse. Um, um, there um, Krishna says what? Uh, with, with, what, the center, of course, is the, is the Rasalila. There are five chapters. So Krishna calls the gopis, they come. He tries to send them home to test whether they're there for the right reasons. They pass the test. The dancing of the, uh, the, the, the begins, and, and he disappears. And so they pursue him. And um, in the context of pursuing him, they realize he, that, that Radha is with him. And um, that's an important uh, aside, if you will. <laughs> and uh, and then they then they meet her, and he has disappeared, appeared from her as well. And seeing her plight, they all surround her, and uh, along the banks of the Jamuna, they begin to do kirtan. And this is the a brief overview, right? And in the context of the kirtan. He appears again sheepishly, and um, and he, he sees the measure of their devotion and separation from him. Meanwhile, uh, noticing him, they call him out. What kind of person are you? What kind of lover are you? Um, th- that you act I- in this way, and they give uh, three different examples of different types of lovers or so-called lovers and how they how they, they they deal with the beloved and so forth. And it's almost as if, well, they've got him cornered here, so to speak, but he responds and he speaks, I think, what of, of, of more than three different kinds of lovers, maybe five, and in the context of doing that, he extols the love of the sadhus hmm, who give, even when people don't um, reciprocate uh, and they don't uh, um, think ill of them 
you know, for, for that and so forth. And then he compares their love um, to the love of the sadhus. Um, and he praises it and the virtues of that. And basically he says that the nature of your love is such that you are the most, uh, really the greatest sadhus, and I cannot reciprocate in kind for your love. You've exhausted my capacity. Your love, and, and, and this is just a basic idea too. I mean, we, we now we're speaking of it in relation to the gopis and Radha, but uh, what is the verse? Sadhanam hridayam mayam, Krishna says. Sadhus are my heart. I am their heart. There are many uh, statements of Krishna as to the uh, um, fact that he loves his devotees more than himself. Uh, the very nature of praying is that it, it, it overwhelms him, captivates him. He's living within the circle of the praying of the love of his devotees, of, of the sadhus. That's where he is. He's, he's, he's not available anywhere else. That's why we can't, we don't have bhakti on our own, we can't get bhakti on our own. If we come into the circle of the orbit of the life of a sadhu, then the possibility of bhakti, which is driving the orbit of their life, Gita says, Krishna says, there are different kinds of sadhus, they do this, they do that, they do this, but the mahatmas, he says, they are working in the world under my divine shakti means under the influence of bhakti. And satatam kirtayantumam, they act like this, they're always chanting about me, uh, and so forth. He begins to describe them. So, if we come within their orbit, then this is our good fortune. It's called good luck, good fortune, because their orbit is not within cause and effect, the world of cause and effect. I did this, I should get that. I've done this, I'm owed that. This is the realm of karma, and it works like this mechanically. Hmm? But love doesn't, doesn't work in that way. Hmm? Um, and there's no, to, to quote Sridhar Marsh, there's no, uh, it's not useful to demand justice when waiting in line for mercy. Hmm? How come he went first? <laughs> uh, you know, and and mercy itself, as I've often said, is an overriding of justice. So, um, and if we want to weigh in on justice, then we might think, oh, I don't belong in this line. <laughs> uh, and this should be the real feeling. If we if we really are getting close to understanding, even in general, what is the gift of bhakti, then that will be the feeling. So, so. So Krishna is purchased by his devotees. I mean, really, in one sense, what he says to the gopis pertains to to all devotees. He's purchased by bhakti. Um, sadhus are his life, as he is the life of the sadhus. I am their heart, they are my heart, something like that, as I cited earlier. Um, but the gopikas in particular, they the pitch of their love draws um, in intimacy more from him, arguably, than any other type of love, even while all of the types of love draw from him unlimitedly in, in, in an infinite, um, uh, to an infinite degree. So that's a little beyond the, the space that fits between our ears, that something could be unlimited and something else could be more unlimited. <laughs> Perfect and more perfect and, and most perfect, it is said. Dwarka is is perfect. Krishna Krishna in Dwarka is perfect. Krishna in Mathura is more perfect. Krishna in Vrindavan is most perfect. Ujjwal Nilmani of Rupa Goswami makes the point. What is making Krishna perfect, more perfect, and most perfect is bhakti. Hmm? Is is causing him to shine or show. The light of bhakti is is uh, causing different aspects of himself to 
to come out. So the light of the bhakti, under the under the light of the bhakti of the gopikas and Radhika, we find more has come out hmm, about him. And so we bring some objectivity to it. Um, and of course, uh, this is what Krishna wanted to experience. And he knew that I can't hear, I am the object of love, the devotees are the vessels of love, I will have to become a vessel of love and try to look at myself as the object of love to have their experience and so forth. So um, so he then, what, what the verse says, if we really draw out of it all that can be drawn out, I mean, in a basic sense, he says, your love is its own reward, hmm? um, therefore you have to be satisfied with that. Um, I... Uh, I bow to it, and um, and even if I had a lifetime of Brahma, I I couldn't repay you. Um, what's the point of repaying you when you have something that's more valuable than anything I have? Hmm? Which is your own the reward of your own saintliness. Hmm? But if we if we kind of milk the verse, bring out churn it, let us say and uh, bring out the cream of it, uh, which uh, Sanatan Prabhu has done. He cited the verse three or four times in Brihad Bhagavatamrita. And the last time he, he cites it, he, he, he draws more from it. So to extend upon that, to take the cream of Sanatan's understanding of the verse and turn it into butter and ghee, uh, which is what we're supposed to do, <laughs> uh, and then cook with that, <laughs> then what Krishna is saying there is that that your saintliness, your your sadhuness, and he uses the word sadhu, is is its own reward. I can't repay you. Therefore, I make a vow to uh, take birth in the world once in every day of Brahma hmm? as a sadhu. And as a sadhu, uh, I will make devotees for you. In other words, I will make more gopis. <laughs> I will, I, I will, I will uh, preach the the glories of your love and bring others under the banner of that love, because it is the most worshipable thing. It is the highest ideal, and I am committed to that. And once in the day of Brahma, we're taught, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears, following the appearance of Krishna, he appears as a sadhu. And um, so you might ask, well, why did he appear as a woman sadhu? <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but we've already explained, woman and man uh, are both uh, in, in this world in Purushabhav, and he could have appeared as a woman sadhu. But he appeared as a as a as a man sadhu, which is more typical of the time and, and circumstance and so forth, and uh, as such would have more naturally and more readily lent to um, others paying attention to him and taking advantage and so on and so forth. Um, so. Um, he didn't appear as a man or a woman. He appeared as a sadhu. And we state there for Guhijana Shikshana, Guhijana Shikshaka, Nyasikula Nayaka, Sriman Mahaprabhu, Goranga Devki Jai. He was the perfect, Guhijana Shikshaka, he was the perfect example of a householder. His, his example was perfect teaching of how to be a householder. Guhijana Shikshaka, Nyasikula Nayaka. And he's the hero hero of the sannyasis, the hero of the nayaka is an interesting word that Bhaktivinoda is used in this song, uh, verse from the song I'm citing, because the nayaka is, a, is the aesthetic uh, term used, for example, in, 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 in the uh, um, drama, theatrics, uh, poetry, and so forth, Indian aesthetics, for the, the male lover, hmm? 
the nayaka. There's what, 97 types of nayakas and 300 and some different types of nayikas. Hmm? These all explain in the Ujjbali Lamani and how Krishna is the combination of all of these together, the, the, the male, the perfect, uh, the perfect hero, hmm? and which you could never find in the world. Hmm? There's the dear Alita, there's the dear Prashanta, hmm? there's the Parakya, there's the Swakya, there's two. Then there's the then there's the four the dear Lita, the dear Prashanta, Dirodatta, uh, and Dirodatta. Four times two is eight. Uh, and then there's the perfect, the most perfect, the more perfect. Eight times three is twenty-four. So this way it goes up, up, and up. To I think it comes to ninety-six or something. So you can find a hero, a lover, hmm, who's who's this means a male lover, uh, or object of love or whatever lover, who's. Um, Who's a dear Adata? So it means it's a speaking of a certain kind of personality. Who's, or a dear Alita, who's controlled by his lover, hmm? or a dear Adata, and so forth. Uh, we can find different ones, but Krishna's all of them, if you will, combined. So he makes this argument for he's the perfect, and no one can be that. Therefore, he must be a transcendental lover, <laughs> and and the perfect object of love. From the vantage point of Indian aesthetics, and and Rupa Goswami is using this medium of the time to uh, explain uh, Brahman, the absolute truth, as 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 the most as as rasa, as the Upanishads say, rasa vai saha, Brahman is rasa. Hmm. Um, it's a very uh, unique argument, a very different way to explain the Vedanta. That had ever been explained by the pre- that had been explained than it had been explained by previous charges and their systems of Vedanta and so forth, and this all really drawing from milking, if you will, churning the milk of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Ujjwalimani, Bhakti Rasamrita, the, uh, the uh, Sandarbhs, and all they are all just churning the milk of Srimad Bhagavatam, and and their books that have become sacred canon for us, for, for, for the Gaudias. Um, so their interpretation, with, if you will, of the Bhagavatam, that is, is Gaudiya Vedanta, that is Gaudiya Vaishnavism, these core and founding acharyas, the architects, and so forth. And of course those who follow in their, in their wake and uh, represent them accurately and with ongoing insight. Um, so... So, anyway, it's just an aside, but Bhaktivinotakura uses the word nayaka to describe Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's Grihidana Shikshaki, because he had a household life. What is the verse of Mahabharata, the two verses? Hey Manga Suvarna Varna, Hey Mango Varnangastana Nagati, Sannyasakachamashantu Nishtashanti Parayana. These are names from the list in Mahabharata of a thousand names of Vishnu. Hmm? And uh, the names are coming in verses, so the these is coming in two verses, and putting them together, if you will, into one. We we have uh, our acharyas have shown that these names all pertain to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and they pertain to two, to two divisions of his life: the household life in Navadvip, and then his sannyas life, where he left, he traveled, and retired in Jagannath Puri. Hmm? Um, so. Bhaktivinoda, it's a song that we sing daily in Saragrahi. Among other things, it's Grihijana Shikshaka Nyashikula Nayaka. So he. Kali Kukura Kadana Yadi Chauhe Kali Yuga Pavana Kali Vaya Nashana Shri Satinandana Gauhe Kadadhar Madana Nitae pranadana, advete prapujita gaura. He's the cupid of of Gadadhar. He's the pran, the life, like my friend in my life of of Nityananda Prabhu. Advete prabhujita gaura. He is he is the he is the worshipable uh, god of Advaita. Advaita was god. Mahavishnu, but he liked to worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and make the point that this boy, young person, is 
is worshipable by me, and so forth. He goes on, uh, the Ishwar of Srivas, and so forth. And it's a beautiful song, um, and, he, and this line comes, So he's a perfect uh, teacher by his example of how to, be, how to approach bhakti from the householder um, orientation, hmm? which can be done, and which is the power of bhakti. Because the other schools of transcendental pursuit Hmm. Within the uh, the uh, um, the broader um, world of Hinduism, are basically yoga and gyan. Hmm. Karma is only a path if it becomes karma yoga hmm. uh, for trans- for a direct path to transcendence. So, in in yoga and gyan. Then, if you study them, the the body of those te- those those paths have limbs, and the limbs include, in both cases, the word that gave the universe a heart attack. What was that? When Bhishma, hmm? what did Bhishma say? What did, how did Bhishma say it? Bhishma in Mahabharata, he made a vow. He was a Kshatriya, a warrior. So he made a vow of Brahmacharya. I forget how he voiced the word, but he made a vow of Brahmacharya. Maybe he used that word in the whole universe. Which is, which is in other words, Brahmacharya means to end the world. That's what it means, obviously, right? Celibacy. If does everyone celibate? That's the end of that's the end, <laughs> right? So, so the whole world shook, and also because, okay, maybe some weirdo can do that, but you know, some guy on the fringe of the world who's not even really in the, a member anyway, but Bhishma is Bhishma, you know, he's like, he's like a grandfather, and he's a Chatriya warrior, and you know. Uh, it's not there. Uh, it's very, very far from their nature, if you will. Uh, typically, the warriors class would would, uh, would um, have uh, even would even be polygamous and so forth. Mm-hmm. So um, it meant something different than it would mean what would mean now, obviously. So um, the whole world shook at, at this idea. Hmm? Um, and so the paths out of the world of jnana and yoga, the direct paths, if you will, as they're, as they're thought to be, they include as a, as a limb of the body of their practice, Brahmacharya. We can find it in the Yoga Sutras of Patanjali. We can find it in the sixth chapter of the Gita, where Astanga Yoga is also described. Hmm? Uh, Brahmacharya. Uh, and we can make a fancy interpretation of it in the modern world if we like, but sometimes it's good to go to the core uh, texts and understand how they use the word and, and why, what are the implications, and so forth. Whereas, comparatively, and this is one of the reasons we say bhakti is easy, bhakti doesn't require that. That's a, that is a very, very, very strong statement as to the power, the efficacy of bhakti. And there are many examples. Bhakti Vinod, the song we're, we're, we're referring to here, is, is one. He had 10 or 12 kids, and he was, we were all following him. Um, so bhakti has the power, uh, the positive power, if you will, in it to... Um, um, Enter the heart, even an impure heart, and, 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 and purify it. Gyan will only go into a purified heart. So, so anyway, he was the perfect householder. And he showed Grihijana Shikshaka Nasigula Nayaka. And it's an interesting that he's used the word Nayaka because Nayaka means a lover in the Indian aesthetics, and he's speaking about a sannyasi. And Mahaprabhu was the hero 
of the sannyasis. I, I really liked the line, as you can tell. He's the hero of the sannyasis. Kind of like, huh? What? He's the, he's the perfect lover of the, of the sannyasis, uh, if you will. He's their hero. And he's a celibate. And uh, it's a new kind of hero. It's not one of the 90s, 96 mentioned in Uchi. Uh, so he's uh, a sadhu in both 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 senses, but um, but that, but of course his becoming a sannyasi was was for the sake of facilitating his the dissemination of his teachings, not as a man or a woman, and staying in a man or woman's consciousness that's that's not going to help us. That's the problem. Hmm? So we don't take our path to, to become a manjari just to study. Um, the uh, well, she's a little young, but uh, the uh, Dasi, but uh, what fourteen-year-old girls do, especially in this culture, twelve-year-old mm-hmm. girls, we'll study their mentality, and then we'll understand what it means to be a manjari. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's not the way. <laughs> that's not part of what Rupa Goswami has uh, explained as as uh, as the path of of Raganuga Bhakti. <laughs> And it's, it's kind of funny, it's kind of funny to say that, but I know, as I've mentioned before, of a fellow who was, was found to be studying twelve-year-old girls, watching them, and you could get arrested for that in this in this country, perhaps. Uh, and, and that was his thought to be his sadhana, hmm? becoming a manjari. So it's uh, it's it's you know the beauty and uh, charm of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is that at the same time that which makes it so difficult, so easy, I should say, to misconstrue and cause um, something worse, if you will, than having not done it altogether, and as much as counterfeit money is worse than no money at all. Um, so, so uh, or what's worth it, worse a thief or, or or counterfeit, you know, uh, he gives you fake money and uh, takes your your goods. So the imitation of such high ideals, um, and there are examples of this over the over the over the history of the sampradaya. A prominent example centuries ago was the um, the instance in which it was being taught by one prominent person that. Rupa Goswami's verse in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, where he says, Seva Sadaka Rupena Rupena Chatrahi, that part of Raghunuga Bhakti is to serve in a siddhadeya, an internal meditative body, and in a sadaka body. Mm-hmm. And so, he was based on this. He was teaching that in the sadaka body, in order to serve, we should conduct ourselves like the gopis. Um, and so, it led to some men put, putting on saris and and um, and other things. It, it sounds rather crass. But it was a very, very sophisticated argument at the time. And he wrote books about it. He was a great scholar, Rupa Kaviraj. And his, 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 uh, what, what is a crack, if you will, in the wall um, uh, of the teaching uh, caused a flood of uh, misrepresentation to enter in and to reach the point that it had to be dealt with and the great... And Venerable Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, in the 18th century, um, weighed in on this, I believe, in Jaipur, which seems to have been a place where, where, where when the Muslims attacked Vrindavan, the deity Radha Govinda was moved there, and Raj Singh, uh, the king of Jaipur, was caring for the deity, and he was taken by the Gaudiya um, persuasion considerably. Um, and 
What was that? How did we get there? So, um, so, so it was a place, Jaipur, um, south of, of, of uh, I think of Vrindavan, some 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 distance, that um, where a number of issues would be settled in the court of Jai Singh, the king. Uh, theological issues and religious issues. He very much entertained this and facilitated this. So, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur weighed in, and he, of course, wrote about it as well, um, that the verse Rupa Goswami is saying that you should serve in Raghunuga Bhakti in, your, in a meditative siddha and, and in your external sadhaka body, what he means is that when we serve in the Sadaka Deha, we should serve in the way that Rupa Goswami, Jiva Goswami, and so forth served and set an example in their Sadaka Dehas, and they weren't wearing saris and and uh, and other things and foregoing. I mean, you see, the gopis—they're not like strict sadhakas, hmm? right? So there, there are many things that they that, that they would do that we wouldn't do, right? Hmm? Um, uh, in terms of practice, everyday life, and and so on and so forth, they're just like ordinary village girls. So we, we so we can't act like that in this body, and that's not what it meant. So, so in other words, Rupa Goswami is a gopi coming here and appearing in a sadaka deha. And we should serve in our sadhaka day like Rupa Goswami did. And indeed, the Guru gives us a sadhaka day by giving us a, a name, a new name, and a parameters to live within, and a conception to live within, and so forth, practices to follow, and so forth. And um, by following and serving and taking advantage of the sadhaka day, which is a work in progress, and really perfecting the sadhaka day. The course, this is the course to and by which the Siddhadeya um, becomes manifest. You cannot uh, reserve some drops of blood from your Sadhakadeya for something other hmm, than, uh, than service to, to Krishna and expect to get a Siddhadeya. Uh, so, uh, both things are there. Hmm? And Rupa Goswami was busy, I mean, writing books, opening the temples, uh, in, for example, in Vrindavan of Radha Gobinda, Jiva Goswami, Radha Damodar Temple. These were big, big accomplishments that uh, obviously lends to the understanding that they were, were quite busy in their sadhaka dehas. They weren't just sitting and uh, Doing uh, uh, meditation, but they were serving in such a way that their service externally resulted internally. In kirtan, they were preaching, resulted internally in in uh, meditative life. And of course, they spent time in 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 um, do themselves in bhajan as well. But they were active in their sadhaka dehas and, um, and, uh, and active with regard to sharing the teachings and so forth, which was the command of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to them. So, so this is, um, I don't know where we got here on this part, but it was a long ways in. So most part of it. So Vishwanath weighed in on that, and he, and, and 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 so he he sealed the crack in the wall. And the point I was making is that is that the teachings, the charm, and the beauty about them are such that they're un, unparalleled, hmm? unrivaled. But at the same time, they lend themselves easily to misinterpretation and. Uh, and it, and that becomes very unbe- unbeco- the most unbecoming thing. Better you didn't have it almost. Better a thief than a than a counterfeiter, something like that. Um, so a counterfeit edition 
of, of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. And then within the, over the history of the centuries, um, there have been other examples of at the time of Bhakti Vinod, this was prominent. We just, we just see a prominent um, example recently came to our attention in, in, in modern times of the very thing that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was talking about, the very, the very exact same thing. Hmm? Um, little understanding of the philosophy, uh, wearing the dress of a sadhu, um, still and 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 without really much sambandha gyan, hmm? no interest in 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 the head of Vedanta, hmm? the Gita, Sandarbhas, the, the tattva, which is the ground, and the soil out of which the bhava will arise. Hmm? And, and in that, in the name of bhava, hmm? and reciting from the poetry books about uh, the lila and so forth, attracted at the same time to the opposite sex, which means under the influence of the maya shakti. Hmm? And then so-called giving out Swarups, meditative bodies, and you are this gopi, and you are this gopi, and you are that gopi, and uh, leave your guru and, and come to me, and 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 putting money, in, getting an old age pension for that, and and behind the the screen is the family that he was supposed to have left behind as a sannyasi, giving them a little dividend here and there, so. This kind of this is the very kind of thing that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Bhakti Vinod Thakur were finding rampant. Hmm? This is not just some made-up idea of our paribar to make us look better. When we see examples of it still going on, and there are other examples. I know other examples that I have direct experience of as well of the very same thing. Hmm? So. Um, this is an unfortunate, uh, it's an inevitable. Um, you have such a high and charming thing on the one hand, that could be more beautiful, but um, it high things are difficult to understand. We may talk about it in a charming way, but then how to go there, that's like the thorn that comes with the rose. Hmm? We want the rose, we don't want the thorn. We want the fruit, but we don't want to take the trouble to plant the seed, water it, take time, pick the weeds. That's attractive. So, hey, we'll get a lot of followers with that approach. Hundreds will come hmm, and fool themselves. Hmm. And then someone's giving the actual teaching and, and and, and emphasizing on on the way and what's necessary to be heard that at, at this time and circumstance, um, not without touching on the sweetness and time to time to keep the goal in mind and so forth and explaining it, but um, that understandably that will draw a smaller um, audience. Hmm. So that's my answer. Yeah. <laughs> To your question, what's the time? Seven eighteen. What else? Yes. A sham. Well, the idea behind that is that, first of all, there was, there's, uh, there's, when you take sannyas, then you give up your family and friends for the world community, right? Mm. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he 
there's two sides to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The one side, he's the sadhu, right, as we were talking about, the perfect sannyasi and so on and so forth. And this for the purposes of pursuing what is uh, Radha's love for Krishna and experiencing it and so on and so forth. The other side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is he's actually attached to his his associates, who are the Vrindavan associates, who have appeared with them in the Gaur Leela. So there's the Gaur Leela itself, and then there's the Gaur Leela in terms of its pointing to um, and showing the way to Krishna Leela. So in terms of pointing to and showing the way to Krishna Leela, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sannyasa is not a sham or a joke. Hmm? It's a very good example, and he set an example of a perfect teacher as a sannyasi, and, and so on and so forth. But in terms of his own association within Gaur-lila, hmm, then what kind of sannyasi, after taking sannyas, puts himself in his mother's hands and says, oh, mother, whatever you say, I will do. Hmm? This is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did at Saptagram, at Dwaita's house, after taking sannyas. Of course, she was wise and thought, hmm, Okay, I want him to come home and give it up, but then the religious people will criticize him, and I cannot bear to have him criticized. So she came up with the genius idea of having him remain as a sannyasi, go to Puri, where he would be nearby, where his friends could come and visit him regularly and keep his company, and news about him from Navadweep would, from, to Navadweep would come back and forth readily and so forth, so that he could basically keep a connection with everything that he was supposed to be uh, giving up, but how can you give up your own associates when you're Krishna? Only in a only in a pretext, so to speak, for the sake of preaching to other people, they might come in the circle. Therefore, when you get into the circle of Mahaprabhu's leela, then you are not interested in his sannyas. Hmm? Once you go, once you learn from his sannyas leela, hmm? the teachings and imbibe them deeply, and as you start to, as a result of that enter into the circle of Mahaprabhu's kirtan at the house of Srivas, the Rasa kirtan. And, 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 you, and you have love for Nimai Pandit. Then the sannyas idea of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very un, 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 um, un, um, unpalatable. Therefore, Nityananda Prabhu broke the danda of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is it. He said, He's seeing him. He, he, see, he, is a, he is my cowrie brother, the supreme enjoyer, and he's carrying the dunda, which is a, is a, is a form of like self um, um, punishment. Dunda means to punish. So it means it's symbolically, uh, I will, my, my, it's not really a punishment, but my words will only be used to speak about Krishna, my, my intelligence, only my mind only to think about him, and... Uh, Word, mind, and deed, something like this. So, Tridanda. Um, so, uh, what is this for Krishna, you know, to do this? And Krishna played the flute as a flute, not a thunder. <laughs> so, it depends how you, you, know, you, you look at it from different, different sides. So, the, the inhabitants of Navadvip, they were, they were, they, they, they the, the, the sannyas created some distance there's Sanaishvarya. Hmm. Now he's not one of them. He's sitting on a higher seat. He can't be approached. He's wearing the for, the, the the most terrible cloth. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, he, he has to cut his beautiful hair off, and so forth. Hmm. And and really, it's a joke because he's he's really under their control. Hmm. So. Um, Something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When you worship Mahaprabhu, either Mahaprabhu alone, or Mahaprabhu in Canada, or Mahaprabhu in Canada, do you worship him because we are dressing him beautifully? Do we worship um, this, like, Vishnu Priya? We... Or as we, from his own perspective of Goralina? We worship him as... He is seen in Gaur Leela, and not as a sannyasi. So that means the Gaur Leela in Navadweep. 
not the Gorli in Puri, which is may have some representation in Golok, in the outer regions, but Navadweep Lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as Nimai Pandit, not as a sannyasi, is one of the residents of Navadweep, the friend, uh, the uh, uh, such a nice devotee. <laughs> uh, uh, that is uh, one with Vrindavan. So to enter into the kirtan with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, worship Radha and Krishna with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the kirtan of Shivas in the evening and so forth. Then we sing in the morning the song of the Eightfold Leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can, you can study that. And I wrote a brief, brief commentary on that as well. So we worship him in that mood in Navadweep. But n- not uh, like Vishnu Priya at the same time because... Vishnu Priya is uh, uh, worships Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like Lakshmi worships Narayana. Hmm. So, see, her perspective is a Vaidhi Bhakti perspective of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Where so that's an aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but there's the inner side of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu for the in terms of his pursuit of Radha Bhava uh, and so forth. And this is more our concern. But it, we worship him in Nabhut. We, 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 we decorate him, we dress him, we, we will see him in the Nitya-lila in Of course, they, they move between these two ideas. He's devotee of Krishna, he's Krishna. He's devotee of Krishna, he's Krishna. On Janamastami, they'll dress and decorate Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and then the Baba will break and they'll all go to the waitus and with Kirtan and worship Radha Mohan <laughs> and so forth. So but we worship him like he is in, in Nadia. And so uh, that means um, not as a sannyasi where you can't decorate him with ornaments and things and once one of my god brothers had a sannyasi god brother had little Gornathai deities that he was worshipping. In those days, uh, very few of us had our own deities. Prabhupada wouldn't allow the devotees to have their own deities. You have the deities in the temple, and you worship the deity in the temple, and so forth. But there was a couple, Jamuna, Guru Kripa, Maharaj, and uh, there were circumstances surrounding that. And Prabhupada also told me to have little deities of Gornatai and travel with them, so these deities are on the altar here. And... Um, so this god-brother of mine, Guru Kripamrish, he had dressed his little Gornatai deities as sannyasis one day. And I saw them, and I was curious, and I thought, what is that? Yeah. So I asked Prabhupada about it. I said, and sometimes Guru Kripa is dressing his Gornatai deities like sannyasis. And Prabhupada said, we do not like that. <laughs> and that is why Nityananda Prabhu broke his danda. Hmm? And so and then he went on and explained the kind of things that I'm explaining that the ideal is to worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Namadweep to enter into his friend he's just you know, you're going to worship him you know separate from his mother his such his name is Sachinandan Sachinandan Surabdhamadar is using this name Sachinandan Sachinandan this is great power in this name Mahaprabhu said in, uh, great power in this name who sent, who says this name knows all the Vedas, will realize all the truths. To, uh, the way, the, with the affection with which Mahaprabhu was raised in, uh, in childhood and youth by Sachi, this shows in his own kindness and so forth. That's <laughs> how so we think from, a, from an Aprakrita perspective. Hmm? He's getting it from his mother, <laughs> we think. He's getting it from his mother. Hmm. So, what is her position? Hmm. Uh, so, this is this is our Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then, of course, his sannyas is very important. He teaches Rupa, Sanatan, and there are things taught there as well. But all that is teaching is how to enter into Navadweep, how to enter into the kirtan that not everybody can get in, that he came out of and took to the streets in order to teach people how to enter there. Yeah. You follow? 
Yes. Yeah, well, there doesn't have to be a difference um, because one can worship Gaur and Nityananda and, for example, attain Gopi Bhav, Manjari Bhav. Therefore, and Narottam Thakur says, Heno Nitai Bine Bhai, Nitabai, Radha Krishna Poyibhenai. You cannot go there. You cannot attain the worship of Radha and Krishna without going through Nitai. That is impossible. Hmm? Impossible. Hmm? Mahaprabhu is, 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 is coming to the world uh, with the garland, uh, taking Sankirtan, weaving it together with Prem. He's coming wearing this garland. And Nityananda was taking the garland and garlanding the world with that. Hmm? So, uh, there's, there's, there's no person who's more important in Gorlila in terms of having access on our part, gaining access on our part to that which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is about in the fullest extent. For example, the Manjari Bhav or Gopi Bhav and the opportunity of Manjari Bhav to come as close to the experience of his own experience that one can as a jiva. There's no one more important or more the, 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 the instrumental in that than Nityananda Prabhu. You know, once you go through Nityananda Prabhu, then there'll be Arakobinitai Chander Karunahoi Be Sangsara Vasana Morkabe Tu Chahave, then Rupa Raghunath and so forth. But long before they ever wrote anything, hmm, Nityananda Prabhu was just the power of Nityananda Prabhu, the love of, of, of Nityananda Ram for Gore. This started the whole Sampradaya. Hmm? Mahaprabhu was teaching to worship Krishna. It was Nitai said, you should worship Gore. Hmm? So, so one was perfectly, one foolish person once told me, you know, he said to me, that I have these TDs of Gornitai, and I thought maybe I could give them to you. I said, why do you want to do that? He said, well, I'm under the influence of such and such Swami now, and you know, and I, I want to attain the Manjari Bhav, so I want to get Radha and Krishna deities. <laughs> and then, to make it worse, at the time I had been given a ring, uh, a yellow sapphire. It's a, you know, it's a Brahmin influence, and uh, so it's something for my astrological chart. A devotee gave it to me, an astrological devotee. It was lost in the barn here, because one day I went like this in the barn, and it flew off and landed in the hay. So it's out there somewhere. <laughs> you can look for it. But um, at the time I was wearing the ring, and he saw it, and he said, he said, um, in fact, I'll, tr- I, I, I'll, uh, I'll tr- why don't I trade you? I'll give you the Gornatai and you give me that ring. <laughs> so I mean, it just became more mundane as he went on. I couldn't even reply <laughs> to that, you know. Um, so, such a misunderstanding. That said, um, Bhaktivinoda worshipped Gorgadadhar in, uh, in Godrum and, uh, that uh, type of worship is, is more, is not as widely um, been established, um, but um, the um, Gadadhar is the Cupid of, of Gore, in a sense, and um, um, one will worship them with the same idea in mind to attain the... Um, Ideal. That said, uh, we look at Gadadhar. I've written about Gadadhar in my very uh, in a, what I would what I found very compelling uh, way in my book Sacred Purpose. Have you read it? You should get the book and read it. Sham has it. In the, it comes in the final chapter. What is the position of Gadadhar and Gaur Lila? And as much as I can make a case, as I have the importance of 
Jet Nityananda Prabhu, from one perspective, from another perspective, Gadadhar is the most important person in in the Gauralila. It's all happening. Mm-hmm. It's happened. It, you can only get it by going through Nitai, but it only happened. Mm-hmm. In other words, Mahaprabhu was only successful. Krishna was only successful in the pursuit of Gaur of Radha's Bhav because of Gadadhar allowing it to happen by by getting out of the way, so to speak. So his his role is very very central. And so if you study that section there, I won't go into it now because it's a little late, but. Um, you can understand something about how to think of Gadadhar. And it's important because we think of Gadadhar in terms of his self-sacrificing sensibilities and his separation. Um, and and uh, it's easy to misconstrue the role of Gadadhar and, 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 and Gore and turn the teaching into a, a, a Gornagar type of um, idea where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is seen as the object of love like Krishna and we should worship him because he's Krishna, right? Like the gopis do and become a, a female lover of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Navadweep, there are no such persons <laughs> in that sense. Like, there are, therefore, Krishna has, has said only Brajendranandan Krishna, hmm? only with Brajendranandan Krishna can one experience parakya love. Hmm? Not with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Brajendranandan Krishna, but in a different. He's in a different space. He's in a different headspace. Hmm? That's and of course that is echoing the louder Krishnadas is a little more subtle than Vrindavan Das. The loud at the microphone testing testing one two three like uh, a lot of people in India do that you know very loudly blasting the uh, the idea that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna that's true but we worship him relative to the mood he's in. Hmm? He's not in the mood of being Krishna, the enjoyer of the gopis. He's, he's trying to attain the mood of the gopis themselves, the mood of Radha himself. So what's the point of Krishna is now trying to become Radha and we want to come and, and, um, and uh, worship him as, as, as the gopis do. It's like get get out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 uh, so um, these two at any rate are charges, and they are backed by Nityananda Prabhu. Their books were written under his influence, as we know. Um, they reject this kind of worship, and the worship of Gorgadara has been construed by some uh, to support that kind of idea. Bhaktivinod rejected that. He called that out as one of the devi- deviant um, expressions of, of, of the Gaudiya tradition that had cropped up over the 500, 400 some years since Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had appeared and so forth. Um, so, it's important to see Gadadhar in, in, in the right um, light, in a self-sacrificing uh, light, I would say, in a, to use a to say it in, in a phrase, but if you read that section, it's, it's very, it's very useful. Where were they worshiping Gorgadhar? Um, what temple? Where was Narayan Maharaj worshiping Gorgadhar? What temple did he have of Gorgadhar? He doesn't have any temple of Gorgadhar. Narayan Marsh had no temple of Gorgadatta that I'm aware of. Hmm? The temples of Narayan Marsh were established by, that he served in, were established by um, Keshav Marsh, Bhakti Pragan Keshav Marsh, his guru, and following him, his guru's successor, um, what's his name? Vamana Marsh, Bhaktivedanta Vamana Marsh. 
um, later, much, much later after the passing of um, Keshav Maharaj, and then after the passing of Brahman Maharaj, also um, a temple of Radha and Krishna and Gornatai was established uh, by Narayan Maharaj in Vrindavan. Hmm? That's an interesting story. Uh, hmm? There's nothing wrong with worshipping Gorkhadadhar, but I, I don't know of any temple established by Narayan Maharaj that worships Gorkhadadhar. I'm not against it. It's it's fine. It's it's Bhakti Vinod worship Gorgadadhar. There may be there may be a temple of Bhakti Siddhanta established with Gorgadadhar. Puri Goswami Maharaj Bhakti Pramod Puri Goswami Maharaj worshipped Gorgadadhar. So there's nothing wrong with it, but I'm just you said Narayan Maharaj worshipped and I don't know of any instance, so I just wanted to point that out. But yeah, that's fine to worship Gorgadadhar. Um but um it's it's important to understand Gadadhar in the right right light, and I'm sure he whoever you mentioned does. I don't think I know that uh, devotee, Krishna Chandra, disciple of whom? Yeah, I don't think I know him. Where? Where? In Brindakunj. Oh, okay. Forgive me for not remembering him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make him unimportant. <laughs> Brahmacharis are good. Okay, we stop there. CC Gordadhar ki jai. Gordnitananda ki jai. Gordi Vaishnam Guru Parampara ki jai. Gordbhakta Brinda ki jai. Gordpremananda ki jai.